2: I'm inside the English shop on Main Street in historic downtown St. Charles with David Pritchard. His mother owns the shop. How long have you been here?
3: 38 years this last Christmas.
2: Wow. And it's all British stuff.
3: All British Isles, yeah. Yeah. Scotland, Ireland, Wales,
2: England. How did you come up with that concept?
3: Mom started the store in 84 because she longed for a lot of the items she couldn't get from England, particularly the food.
2: And she's from there?
3: She's from England, yes.
2: Okay. What are some of your specialties?
3: Mainly the food.
2: The food. I thought British food was terrible.
3: No, no, (laughs) it's not terrible.
2: (laughs) I'm just messing with you. Some people do have that conception about Mm -hmm. British food. Yeah, I know. So, like, tell me about what's good that's British food.
3: Predominantly the candy. I mean, people come in for crunchies and flakes regularly, digestive, our biscuits, and, of course, then all the tea that we have in the tea room.
2: The other thing that I know, usually there's some comparable American item, but it's something different by name.
3: Like in the United States, we used to have what they called a marathon bar. Which we no longer have, but in England, it's a curly-whirly. <laughs> a curly-whirly? You
2: do have. You do have those. Mm-hmm. So I also, I notice a very strong presence of Queen Elizabeth in here, and also the Beatles. I guess that would be expected.
3: in Well, a, yeah, they're, they're British, so yeah, <laughs> you would expect that in an English soccer.
2: <laughs> and also English football, as we call it, soccer. We're right. getting ready to have our you know, new team start, so... Mm-hmm. You know, maybe these people could come in here and check out the Chelsea jerseys back All there.
3: Right. <laughs> we usually get a lot of people come in looking at, at the English. We get a lot of football or excuse me, rugby that comes in from Lindenwood. Yeah. A lot of those people come in and
2: yeah. In general, how would you describe your customer base? Do you, are there a lot of British folks? Yes.
3: Yes. We have a lot of British people. Mom has a good following of, of British people that come in. Yeah.
2: But also Americans who like British things.
3: Angle Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Now I'm inside Grandma's Cookies, still on Main Street, St. Charles, and I'm with Larry Schneider, who's part of the family here. Tell me who Grandma was.
1: Grandma actually had 32 foster kids, she had four biological kids. Her granddaughter runs it now, her name is Teresa Rubio. She started this guyly back in 1976. She, she was having the kids sell cookies out the side window, then it became more popular than the other stuff she was selling, so she went with Grandma's Cookies.
2: I see a map over here of all the people who visited last year. It's pretty much the entire nation has been here.
1: You're exactly right. We have the best customers in the whole wide world. Uh, I mean, golly, they'll wait in line over Christmas or the Festival of Little Hills, a couple of hours just waiting to get cookies. And so, yeah, we're real blessed with that.
2: And you said there was a woman who got a plane?
1: Yeah. this to- <laughs> This lady uh, from Iowa, she's a grandma. Granddaughter was graduated from college, and she decided to rent a Cesta to come get, get five dozen. And I told her we ship all over the world. She said, "Yeah, I didn't have time." So I, I thought that was pretty unique. <laughs> so she got an airplane to <laughs> yeah. come.
2: Well, that's pretty cool being on uh, Good Morning America as the, like the only bakery that was highlighted in that yeah. segment.
1: Yeah. Walt Disney on there, the Clydesdales, the Cardinals. Now, they were here for three hours. It was a seven-second thing, but we were, we were super stoked that they came in. <laughs> uh,
2: what, what is the secret, if you can divulge, to Grandma's Cookies?
1: You know, this is going to be crazy because Grandma was an amazing person. She spent time at the hospital. She, uh, she was big with the homeless people out here. I'm gonna tell you, it, it, this, be honest, with you, I don't think there's anything special about our cookies except the love that, that, that that's here. Uh, we have so many people that will just fight over our chocolate chip cookies. Um, they're, they're known like like in one day we had call-in orders we weren't able to achieve it but 1900 dozen call-in orders on one day at Christmas December 12th of last year just of those uh, where some people hate them uh, so's it, it, it's, How it's do really you hate hard. chocolate chip cookies. yeah well they're, they're really different actually they're made to be more doughy well, inside. and
2: they look different than regular cookies they're
1: ice cream scooper yeah yeah, yeah. We, we use an, grandma's always using an ice cream scooper there's three different types that we do we do well, actually four different types we do a chocolate chip like that a double chocolate that you see behind it. We do a white chocolate macadamia nut in that same style, and then we just did a, a mint chocolate chip.
2: So they literally use an ice cream scooper to create that cookie shape. Yes, sir. It's like a little mound.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. We put our hands out big and
2: yeah. <laughs> well, I gotta tell you, if I leave here without cookies for my <laughs> wife, she will kill me. So I'm gonna we, have to we, buy we, some we've cookies. Got, we've
1: got you, we've got you. <laughs> Larry, thanks for your time. Hey, thank you so much. It's very nice to meet you, sir. Thank you.
2: Well now I'm inside the old town spice shop with Carol Hurst, the owner, and it smells really good in here. Oh uh, <laughs> like-
4: thanks, yeah.
2: So how long has this business been here? Tell me a little bit about it.
4: Um, The Old Town Spice Shop has been in historic St. Charles for um, over 30 years. So um, we sell to people all across the country, especially here regionally. And we carry all kinds of like teas and spices and barbecue spices and jams and chutneys and all kinds of gourmet foods.
2: When I'm just looking around, it definitely is not stuff you'd find in the grocery store. Correct. I mean, where do you get these products?
4: We source from different suppliers all across the world, actually. And we really pride ourselves on fresh, economical spices because the majority of our customers are everyday people. And especially now with the economic crunch going on right now, more people are cooking at home. So um, we have everything from turmeric to blended peppers to Zadatar to chicken seasonings, to uh, gosh, you name it, we have it.
2: Carol, there's a quote from Julia Child up there that says, people who love to eat are always the best people.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You can't argue with that. (laughs) Um, Tell me about the neighborhood. Uh, You've been here a long time.
4: Correct. I definitely have a prejudiced opinion because I actually live upstairs. So I am the quintessential small business owner. If you haven't been to historic St. Charles, first of all, who are you and where have you been? (laughs) Um, But it has a great historic vibe with the cobblestone streets and the old buildings and then right behind This is Missouri River with the Great Frontier Park around it. So it really is a slice of kind of Norman Rockwell around here. And we've got Lindenwood University nearby, and we have tons of coffee shops. We have great festivals and events. If you haven't been to the Christmas traditions or the Legends and Lanterns in the fall time for Halloween, those are great, great free family events.
2: Do you have a favorite product in here that you like to go to for your own kitchen?
4: I would have to say our St. Charles Grill. Is a seasoning that's a little bit smoky that is very, 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 very popular. <laughs> Just about everybody gets that who leaves our store. Our um, Old Millstream potato seasonings, we even do a lot of propri- proprietary um, blends for so Old Millstream restaurant right here on Main Street. They're really famous for their little fried potatoes. We do their seasoning for <laughs> them for that. And you can actually buy some here and take home with you. So you have, again, a taste of St. Charles to take home.
2: Very cool uh carol thanks so much for your time i appreciate it thank you well now i'm inside providence soap works with carolyn and mike holden the owners of the place how does one get into soap making?
5: <laughs> Accidentally. <laughs> um, I was actually going to school for elementary ed, and I had um, started doing it on the side just for fun. And it was just one of those things I picked up a magazine, and there was an article on, on making soap, and I started doing it just for fun. And I fell in love with it, started giving it out to friends and family members. And within a few years, I was selling it, you know, craft shows and farmers markets and different places like that. And then I met my husband in 2007 and kind of recruited him to help out with things and here we are.
2: So, <laughs> Mike do you like making soap?
1: Oh
5: absolutely. I help as much as possible.
2: What is the process of making soap?
5: There's a few different ways you can make soap. Our soap is glycerin based but it's more like a cold process. Cold process is a term that I won't bore you with all the details but it's basically um, when oil, water, and lye comes together there's something called saponification. And that's just...
2: Saponification? Yes. Oh, that's sap- a good word. It's a
5: good word. Yeah it's a, <laughs> it's a big one and that basically just means that there's a chemical reaction that happens between those three ingredients where the lye actually neutralizes. Um, by doing glycerin soap the lye is already neutralized and we add additional glycerin to um, the base to make it more moisturizing um, and with our soaps if it's in the name it's really in the product so we have you know for example a peach with goat milk that one's made with real peach kernel oil and goat milk it doesn't just smell like peaches it's made with those actual ingredients so we add those to those ingredients as well.
2: My wife and I talk about soap sometimes because we like good soaps, she gets those uh, soaps that are abrasive. Yeah, sometimes, and I can't stand them. Yeah, I, I like a smooth soap.
5: It's <laughs> funny. There's actually a lot of men who are very—I don't want to be stereotyping—but a lot of guys are very sensitive <laughs> when it comes to the exfoliating soaps. Whereas women, they want like that really nice, you know, exfoliation to take all the dead skin off. And a lot of the guys that come in here are like, do do you have anything really nice and gentle? Like just something, (laughs) smells good too, but yeah. And actually one of our best selling soaps is from our men's collection. We have a soap called The Black Tie. Um, It is one of our best sellers and men, women, everybody loves it. So
2: you literally make the soap upstairs? Upstairs
5: and downstairs. We have two workshops now. Oh two. Yeah, over the summer we added our secondary workshop where we make our bath bombs, sugar scrubs, body butters, what else do we make in there? Bath oils. Yeah, everything else besides the soaps. Yeah. Everything but the soaps is made upstairs, but it's all made within, you know, a 100-foot radius of the shop. So,
2: yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Well, Carolyn and Mike, appreciate your time. Come visit Providence Soapworks on Main Street in downtown historic St. Charles. I'm inside D. Alevis with Robert Pelagia, the owner of this place, and Hot Sauce Works, which is down the street a little bit. I honestly didn't know that it was like wine tasting. You could taste olive oil and balsamic vinegar.
0: Oh, it's very slippery, my friend. <laughs> the business of olive oil, boy, like I said, we've been doing this since 2009. And when I first opened my first location in West County Mall, there were 60 stores like this nationwide. And most of them were in California. And then there were a few spread out around the rest of the country. Uh, now there's probably some somewhere between 800 and 1,000.
2: And that is because of what?
0: It's because it's because of the popularity, it's because of the the quality of the product. It's because because you can taste the product. You don't have to have somebody just tell you it's better. You can see for yourself.
2: So I can just sample one of these. Anything and just you want. Pour it out. All right. Yeah. Well tell me something that's kind of
0: unusual. I think probably one of the more unusual things that we have here is a margarita flavored white balsamic vinegar it actually has a tiny bit of real tequila in it (laughs) mostly just so i can say that it's in there yeah Uh, oh my gosh wow exactly like a margarita yeah
2: that is a lot of flavor
0: usually the first question people ask is that's great what would i do with it or what would i pair it with and if you turn the tag on the container onto the other side there'll be a list of things that you can use it on and what oils or vinegars it might okay. pair up with.
2: So you could use it in cocktails. Sure. So it says. A lot of people do. They'll yeah. put it
0: into like some fizzy water to flavor it. Or um,
2: over fruit salad. That sounds pretty good, It's actually. excellent I can on see that. fruit salad. I can see that with some uh, feta cheese.
0: And then we have the real tradizionale that we keep on a shelf right up there. I'm doing my little air quotes, a real balsamic vinegar. Those are... 12 to 25 years old, and those will range from uh, $100 to uh, $249.99. Wow. And those are all uh, certified by a governing body. It's kind of a quasi-government body called a consortium. The Italians have uh, laws in place that uh, describe what things are, whether it's balsamic vinegar, or Parmesan cheese, or prosciutto.
2: You also own a hot sauce store, Hot sauce works, and I actually did step in there as well, and Alex was nice enough to give me a couple of samples. Although, after I was done with the samples, I wanted to just clean my mouth out <laughs> with a fire hose. Yeah. Actually, I tried several, and they were all quite good and flavorful, except for zombie snot.
0: What's funny <laughs> is that the guy that makes that, when I asked him, I said, hey, how, how hot is this on a scale of one to 10? And he's like, oh, it's like a three or a four. Well, it's a three or a four to him because he makes, he specializes in super hots.
2: It was on my tongue for like an hour. But then uh, he showed me some other ones in there that were even hotter than that, like three point something million on the Scoville scale.
0: Yeah, we those would be uh, products like Doomed. Doomed is probably the hottest sauce that I sell right now. The maker of that sauce is working on something even hotter. Uh, Why? The- <laughs> <laughs> because people love it. They, they want the challenge. Um, my sweet spot for heat, what I mostly enjoy on my food is between like a 3 and a 5, 3 and a 6. Uh, usually when I get to the 9 territory on a scale of 1 to 10, it's just not enjoyable. There's actually one in your store called Pain. <laughs> yeah, there's Pain. Uh, actually, the, the 9 that I'm talking about is one called Painful Reminder. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I love the names of hot sauces. We've got some great stuff. uh, Everything from the painful reminders all the way down to sauce for sissies. We've all become familiar with with ghost peppers, which for a considerable period of time was the world's hottest pepper. Uh, Then we went from ghost peppers to scorpions, from Trinidad scorpions to Carolina reapers. Well, the guy that bred the Carolina reaper went on to breed a new pepper. And that pepper is called Pepper X, and we do carry a single Pepper X sauce. If you want to try to get a, uh, come down and get a bottle, we can help you with that.
2: Yeah, and also get a gallon of milk to go with and it. And get a gallon of milk. <laughs> <laughs> well, Robert, it's very interesting to talk about hot sauces and olive oil and vinegar, three of my favorite things. So <laughs> I'm glad I got a chance to chat with you We're for a bit. we
0: glad you came in. Thanks for coming down to Main Street.